0: i maceo's pizza in moscow mills your game day stop remember dine in carry out or delivery it's maceo's pizza at moscow mills 636-366-5555
1: your home for super bowl 54 105.3 fm am 1280 kyro
2: missouri net
0: news i'm brent palm if you're not feeling well it's more likely the flu than coronavirus MU Healthcare's Care's Harina Ranraganat says if you've not gone to China or in close contact with someone who has, you probably don't have the new virus.
3: Wash hands with soap and water. Avoid any non-essential travel to China at this point until we know more about this
0: disease. Mizzou officials canceled school-sponsored trip to China over concerns about coronavirus. Mid-Missouri man and his family are going on a surprise trip to the Super Bowl. Walmart and Fox Sports helped make it happen for longtime Chiefs fan Dustin Pryor of Versailles. State Representative David Wood says Pryor deserved the unforgettable gift. While
3: he has worked the last 20 years at Walmart as the cart manager, he's managed to take
0: 25 of his co-employees to their first game
4: at Arrowhead and see the Chiefs play in person.
0: This is Missouri Net.
5: My husband is a wonderful man. <laughs> welcome welcome, welcome home.
1: New sports day? and weather. Oh, FM 105.3. Oh, if he really
5: loved us, he'd stop drinking, right? My counselor suggested I try Alanon. I didn't understand why. I'm not the one with the problem, but I'm glad I went. Do you worry about someone's drinking? You are not alone. Alanon or Alatine can help. Call 866-200-0033 or visit Alanon.org slash hope. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved?
2: Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking?
5: If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an
2: alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon, Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org/help. Tomorrow, the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs meet in Super Bowl 54. Hi, this
6: is Kurt Warner. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from Miami for all the action. Patrick Mahomes is trying to bring home Kansas City's first title in 50 years, while Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners are looking for Lombardi Trophy number 6. If
1: it's Super Bowl 54, it's right here. You're home for Super Bowl 54, 105.3 FM, AM 1280, KYRO.
3: Wow, five point three, and you're listening to the live edition of Not Politically Correct.
0: Well, see, I don't think everybody knows that a lot of times we have to pre-record our show because we're super busy guys, and Saturdays are sometimes hard between your barbecue oh, and circuit. Be, be and...
3: honest, we just sleep in.
0: <laughs> okay, well, you know, I mean, there is there is that <laughs> well, small you know, factor.
3: When barbecue season starts, yeah, I'm gone on the
0: weekend. Yeah, you're you're just done, and that's that's all there is. But
3: this show warrants to be live.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. This is definitely a it's fun.
3: Official, but Donald Trump has been acquitted.
0: Well, you know, and I got to see some of that. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit of recap on what exactly happened last night, man.
3: Well, Schumer's crying and. Remind Schumer's to, always crying. remind me to come back to Schumer because okay, he is the poster boy for term
0: limits. He is the poster but, boy well, for term when limits. I, when no I doubt. When I explain
3: to you why, you'll you're going to be pissed too, like the rest of us. All right. Uh what basically happened is they said, we're not going to call witnesses, so get over it. Give us your arguments for anything else you want to do. They asked for witnesses again, and it's amazing. They're only asking for one witness, and the Republicans get none. Well, and the Republicans weird. see it for what it is, and they said, Nope. Nope, not doing it. Yeah, we're done. So they voted basically to have uh, final arguments Monday. They won't be in session Tuesday because State of the Union. And then on Wednesday, they're going to vote to acquit. Wow. And we found out what two Republicans should no longer be in the
0: House caucus. Yeah, which two are those? Collins and Romney. Well, I thought Romney needed to be gone for a long time. Well,
3: Romney's been a Democrat forever. He's a globalist. He always he has is. been.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that didn't really take long. Yeah. Um, let's see. How do I answer that? Yeah, you pick, I... up,
3: you pick up. the phone up over there first. <laughs>
0: 1280 a.m. Yeah, let us uh, let me just pod you up here. Okay. Let's see here. Push a button there. All right. let's see. Yeah, I think
3: it's this. Now you can hang that.
4: All right.
3: On phone. Let's see. Oh.
0: If you remember, it's been a while since. There we go. Hi, John.
3: Hey,
6: good morning, guys. How are you? <laughs>
0: We're doing good, man. How are you?
6: Well, you know, it's the news cycle for the last 48 hours has been just at a blazing pace. And, uh, you know, trying to keep track of what's going on. I, I think we have a firm handle on it now, uh, if you guys want the latest from the newsroom.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Give uh, us the latest on what, uh, what's what been breaking with the, the Schumers and Pelosis and everybody else of the world.
6: Well, you know, really, the more interesting thing, you know, I guess news bit, has been how some of what you would consider to be the uh, questionable Republicans and how they voted on the addition of witnesses for the Senate. Now, first, I think we have to go back to the Constitution. The trial of impeachment is solely the responsibility of the House of Representatives. They had 17 witnesses, and their procedure all were dictated by the democrats and uh you know rightfully so based on constitutional law uh there was you know it's the uh you know i guess the opus is on them to present a case well they had no case and uh you know it's it's kind of a thing where you have no case and you do a really bad job presenting it uh and you know it basically, that's what happens. It goes down in place.
0: D- you Those know, and it, it's funny you, you bring that up, because Lee and I were talking about how they really didn't have a case. And even right. the way they presented their not having a case was very poorly presented. You know, the thing is, you could present a case that you don't really have a case, but if you present it well, at least you don't look like an idiot.
6: Right, right. And, and out of the four questionable uh, rep, uh, Republican senators, Two went ahead and voted to uh, basically pull the brakes on this thing, and two went the other direction. Uh, And I want to talk about Mitt Romney just for a second. Oh,
0: we'd love to talk about Mitt Romney.
6: Romney kind of disguised his yes vote based on, oh, I want to hear what uh, the the former uh, secretary has to say. He really didn't go any further, didn't talk about Hunter Biden, but the fallout for Romney has actually already started. Really? Really? Yeah, one of the headlines this morning is that Romney was uninvited from CPAC, uh, which, as you guys know, is kind of like the Comic-Con for uh, conservative thought every year. So he's been uninvited for that. And I think if you look up Rhino in the dictionary, his picture would be there. Uh, I don't really think you can call him a conservative. I don't know if you can call him a, a, a moderate. I mean, at this point, you have to call a spade a spade you say he's basically caucusing with the democrats and uh, i think this is going to come back to roost utah is a pretty conservative state and uh I, I think he's going to have problems coming up in the election now you really examine why he has a hatred for donald trump that runs very deep and i think most of it is based in jealousy
0: uh,
6: obviously he had a failed uh run at the uh, white house Probably one of the most lackluster and weak runs that any Republican has made in the last 40, 50 years. He was a horrible presidential candidate. His, uh, I, I don't think he'll
3: win re election. Yeah, yeah, well, the deal is, you got Romney, who's a globalist for one thing. He's an elitist. He thinks everybody's, you know, just certain people are entitled to run this country. And Trump comes along, just common Joe, or the blue collar millionaire, right. as they called him for years. And he showed them that you don't have to be a rocket science to run this country. You just got to be a businessman.
6: Well, and Trump, you know, let's, let's call it what it is. Trump is a nationalist. And. Uh, you know, we, the last nationalist president that we really had that he could truly define in that was Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, you know, even though Teddy Roosevelt pretty much is credited with beginning the progressive movement in this country, uh, I guess the common threads that Roosevelt and Trump had uh, were the fact that they were 100 percent for the country first. Now, their doctrines and their beliefs probably would be juxtaposed, but the similarities are there. Uh, I mean, they tried to take Teddy out, uh, and and you know, he busted up. Uh, you know, if you look back at history, he busted up the, uh, uh, you know, the, the conglomerates in this country, uh, a, a Standard Oil Company, uh, you know, the big monopolies of the day. Uh, where Trump is kind of the opposite, but the similarities are they were they were nation first, and. Uh, You know, the similar results. Everybody was out to get Teddy. Everybody is out to get Trump. Now, I think what happened, and I'm not exactly sure how this happened, the vote for acquittal should have happened last night, or the very worst should have happened this morning. Uh, I don't see any point in dragging this thing out until Wednesday. It doesn't benefit the Republicans. It certainly does not benefit the Democrats. And Andrew and I were talking off air. Uh, the only honest Democrat running for president right now is Bernie Sanders. I, I don't believe a shred. We have no common beliefs whatsoever, myself and Bernie Sanders. I don't think either of you do either. But I have respect for Bernie Sanders because he is honest. He he says what he is, and I think people that would vote for Bernie Sanders truly believe that he'll do what he says he does. And, that, and as, that's right after Bernie. After Bernie got screwed in 2016, I think a lot of people that were going to vote for Bernie turned over and voted for Trump just because they didn't want Hillary. Um, You know, and I think it's going to happen again. The biggest benefactor for the Senate being out of session this weekend is Bernie, because now he can go to Iowa. The caucuses are very important to him. He's basically, if you look at the latest Cinepac poll, he's basically in a dead heat with Biden, you know, and they're both inside that uh, margin of error. He's got a tough race up in in Iowa. If Bernie wins Iowa, that is a huge jump start for him and a huge blow for Biden. And uh, you know, he is the single biggest benefactor of the fact that they're not in session today and tomorrow.
0: And and realistically, you know, it it is. You know, we talked about Bernie Sanders being the only guy who. Realistically yeah he's he's being honest about what he is the other candidates that we have that are, you know, attempting to get their things together and try to run for this race, the one thing that we have been able to see because we've seen these guys for years and years and years and years is that most of them are absolute liars. There's no real. They, you know, they shroud what they actually want to do hidden under universal health care or hidden under whatever their, you know, this week's protected group or demographic is where you have Bernie Sanders who comes out and just says, yeah, I'm a socialist. Yep, that's what yeah. we're going to do is socialist stuff. And I'm going to take your money. Right, And <laughs> and but he doesn't lie about it. Yeah. And like we said, I have more respect for Bernie than any of these other guys that are even thinking about running. You know, Right, we- it was
6: an interesting interview, guys, this morning on Fox News. They had the Iowa governor on, and his name escapes me, and I apologize for that. He is a Democrat. And he has been very open about the fact that he is endorsing Biden for president because uh, he says this is the only chance we have to beat Trump. Uh, If Bernie wins uh, the Democratic nomination, which I don't think will happen, I think the Democrats are headed towards a brokered convention. Uh, And God knows who's going to wind up being the candidate. But I think everybody outside of Bernie supporters realize that if Bernie wins, Um, he'll win California. He might win New York. I don't think Illinois is a given, but I honestly believe that he would see the single biggest landslide in the history of uh, of presidential elections. I I think it will be an embarrassment for the Democratic Party. It'll set them back 30 years uh, if he's their candidate, because business is not going to vote for Bernie. Even Democrats, who are in big business, such as the big dot coms, and, and and those sort of folks, they see the writing on the wall. If this guy gets in, it will basically destroy business in the United States, and we'll be Venezuela by Tuesday. And okay. uh, you know, you're uh, talking about the Broker
3: Convention. I had a nightmare come to me here a while back, and we shared it a couple weeks ago. You probably missed it. Oh,
0: hold on tight, John. This is going to make your head explode. Round one,
3: nobody gets it. Round two, the are released, and still nobody's got it. Round three, it's up for grabs. They can start nominating people, and it ends up being a Clinton-Obama ticket. Two women?
6: <laughs> you, you mean uh, uh, Michelle Obama or Barack? Michelle. Okay, well, you know, and that is a possibility. I I think that it would, honestly, I'm just going to say this. I've been covering elections for 35 years, and I'm not generally wrong. I don't honestly believe, especially in, I think that the failed impeachment pretty much sealed the doom for the Democrats in 2020. And I also think it sealed their doom for the House, too. Um, I don't see any way, any of the, Potential or current candidate can beat Trump at this point. The economy is everything. Uh, if you if you break down the approval numbers for Trump, and this this is upside down. This has not happened since Bill Clinton. The and, you know and I Bill Clinton first of all was not Hillary. Bill Clinton's economic policies weren't horrible as far as the Democrats. Big business in this country actually did pretty well under Bill. But what, where I'm going with this is Trump's economic approval numbers are in the 60s. His overall job performance is only about 51%. Now, that's upside down. What that tells you is the vast majority, obviously, of Republicans, where he has about 90% party support, moderates, where he's in the upper 50s, and even conservative Democrats, are going to vote with their wallets. You know the country is doing better than it ever has, bar none. They're going to vote with their pocketbook. True, they're, and they're uh, look at their 401k. I think the and, only reason I
3: gonna, threw out my nightmare that. scenario because you've covered it. You know, I don't. If you want to get down to what you think the impeachment's done, I think the Democrats are going to lose four House or four seats in the Senate. I think the Democrats are going to lose the House. It, you know, it'll be close to a 50-50 split, but it's going to. It's going to tighten up a bunch. You're going to lose 23, 24 seats. But you know,
6: it, and here's the other thing, too. You go back to Romney. I'd almost rather have a conservative Democrat in Utah than have this
3: idiot. Uh, oh, I'd just soon have a conservative anything.
0: Yeah, anything. Uh, because here's the thing. Even when Romney was running in the, the presidential when he was attempting that before, Romney is so far left, he's almost swung back around. He is... You know he plays the role of the Republican, but in reality, if we look at his policies, we immediately know he is not a Republican.
3: Well, look at him as governor. When he was governor, he right. was
0: very liberal, big time.
3: I mean, he's the one that wrote the model for this Obama crap. He did I mean, well, Obamacare.
6: I think you have to look at Utah as dichotomy because Utah, of any state in this union, basically there is no separation of church and state. Okay, let's, let's call a spade a spade. The the, the, the church, and I'm speaking of, of the Mormons in, in Utah, and I'm not saying this is bad or good. This is just a statement. The church runs the state of Utah. If he gets out of good graces with the Latter-day Saints, he's cooked. And
3: well, he I, probably has, unfortunately, the way he's done this.
6: Well, you know, I, I think basically he is guaranteed a Trump victory in Utah, which was considered a battleground. And and I think that he's pretty much doomed his own race, because I, I don't think that if he runs again, which he probably won't, at least run for Senate, uh, I don't see any way he's got to pass the victory out there now. Uh, his, well, his, his you know, his, his only number, option
3: be to run for governor, and I think he's ticked enough people off in Utah that they wouldn't like him governor even.
6: <laughs> well... Romney has an ego
3: the size of the Tabernacle. Okay.
0: So. <laughs> That's great, John. Very good. We we like that. <laughs> uh, see,
3: I'm looking to see if lightning's going to strike us down here. <laughs> oh okay. man!
6: No, so, but uh, you, you know, guys, it, it, it's it's really going to be an interesting time between now and Wednesday. Uh, I think if if you go back and look at the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh uh, uh, confirmation hearings in the Senate. You see the playbook that the Democrats run. They're going to try to drop shoes between now and Wednesday. I, I, wouldn't, be surprised, and I wouldn't be surprised to see anything come out. Uh, what I did here this morning is in 1987, Donald Trump ripped the uh, he, he ripped the label off of a mattress. Uh, so, you know, he's in trouble for that.
3: <laughs> well, you got to also remember he returned three videos to Blockbuster unrewound.
6: Um, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, that's enough for impeachment right there. Uh, but if we look at the bigger the bigger scope and how our kids are going to look back at this uh, fifty years from now, uh, as far as the you know what has happened to the impeachment process. Impeachment in this country is supposed to be one of the most solemn duties that the House and Senate have with the exception of declaration of war. And they have politicized it. So I, I think that uh, a very good point was made on the Senate floor when they talked about the fact that, you know, someday there will be a Democrat governor, or a pres- I'm sorry, there'll be a Democrat president, and there'll be a Republican House and maybe even a Republican Senate. You think they're not going to do this going the other direction? And that is a sad I
0: would like to America. think not. I would like to think... No, but the, that it stops here. No, but the side of it is the Democrats chose to set precedent and do ridiculous things. Here's one of those times, you know, the Republicans are notorious for laying down and taking it. As soon as you get your next Democratic president and he passes a single unconstitutional executive order, you should absolutely draw the articles of impeachment. No question well, about it. With a real case, though. But,
6: but the thing of it is this. Impeachment was based in policy disagreement. I
0: Absolutely. Mean, I mean, this... Well, it, impeachment,
6: yeah. impeachment is supposed to be the nuclear option. This is supposed to be when, like Nixon, for example. You've got some, you've got somebody in office that is so irascible, that has committed grievous crimes against the United States. You know, the founders, they basically designed this as the oh-crap button uh, that
3: you know, this guy we, we you elected know, a very. I think Obama cr- cr- did more crimes against the United States than Nixon did. Nixon's only guilt was he hid evidence and he tried to cover up something that he wasn't even a party to to begin with. He screwed up well, by, with a cover up,
0: right? I mean, hey, if, hey. if you wanted to go down what the founders really in you know intended this idea of impeachment for giving you know hundred billion dollars or whatever the total is to in cash. To A foreign enemy nation would be grounds for impeachment and treasonous actions. Running so, arms okay. the cartels, right?
6: It, it, and you go grounds back for impeachment, last, you, go, you go back to the last two impeachments, it, you know, back in '98 with Clinton. Did Clinton break the law? Yes, he did. He lied about the fact that he got serviced in the Oval Office. Now, you got, I, I hope you're both sitting down. I, I don't think, honestly, that uh, that Clinton deserved impeach to be kicked out of office for that. Uh,
0: no, it's here's the thing. Yes, he committed perjury, but that is not a high crime. And that Lee well, and I talked about this the other the other day. Yes, he committed perjury, but you know, realistically. It wasn't the kind of crime that you remove a guy from office for. He didn't, you know, supply a foreign nation with the means to destroy or at least attack the United States and its allies. Well,
3: also right? Look at it, the it, it, view, it, it was, at least there was lesson, a crime, guys, documented right. crime in the articles of impeachment. This set of articles had no documented crime.
6: And, and another history lesson, you go back to the Nixon impeachment trial, here's the bottom line, guys. You know, a lot of, uh, Nixon resigned, I think, because he saw that there was a pretty good probability, but there was no guarantee that Nixon would have actually been removed from office. Uh, you know, the votes really were not there in the Senate to guarantee his removal. If he would have dug his heels in and stayed, uh, you know, I don't think there's any guarantee that he would have been removed.
0: Agreed. Um, yes, I yeah, totally agree with you know, definitely. that. Definitely.
3: But he stepped down for the best interests of the country
6: well you know he he had done wrong and he knew he did wrong and i think that history will look back on nixon in a much better light because he did the right thing he he got out uh you know it really was the the right decision uh but you know at the same time with this i don't think they're going to do anything between now and the uh, election but i think if trump is elected in 2020 which i think is you know, a, a, a fairly good probability that he will, I could see very quickly him uh, find finding something else to, to bring up. I don't think this is over. I think it's over until after the 2020 election. It is uh, over but, but I if think the, the Republicans
3: get the House. Play, if game you're over. You're right. And, yeah. You know, you're going to have to get the rid House, of nut jobs like uh, Mad Max and uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, and this will go away. But you've got to get rid yeah. of these people that just think that the Democratic Party is entitled to be there running everything. And we've got to get back to where the two parties can look at each other and say, you know, we've got to do what's right for the people who voted for us, or we're going to be out of a damn job.
6: Yeah, and I'm just going to put out a point of contrition here, too. Not all Democrats are necessarily bad people. I think the vast majority of Democratic representatives and, and Democratic senators actually are, you know, statesmen. Even though you may disagree with what their doctrines are and what they believe, they still, in their minds, have the best interest of the country at heart. But here's the thing what you're talking about here, as far as in the House, these guys aren't liberal. I can respect the liberal, but these guys are so far left, they've taken this to a whole new level. Uh, you know. Where we used to have some sort of balance in our government, where you had liberals, conservatives, and moderates, now you've got this wing of the Democratic Party, which has swung so far left that they try to they try to basically compete with each other to see who can come up with the most cockamamie idea.
0: You're you're not wrong. You're you're not wrong at at all on that one. Now, Lee had a real valid question for you here, John.
3: Have you been to Colorado lately or something? You know, some of the things you just said about you like Democrats and everything kind of concerns me, you know.
6: I, actually, the last time I was in Colorado was about four years ago. But, no, I, I haven't been to Colorado
0: lately. We just had to give you a hard time, yeah. buddy.
6: No, no, I, I'm just saying, you know, I, I want to see this you know. country come back together and heal up. I, I'm tired of this division. This is the most divided time. I think the only other time you can point to was prior to the Civil War. I mean, our country needs to come back together to where we have a sense of civility and government where, you know what, we can disagree but not be disagreeable in our disagreements and and actually work for the good of the country. Uh, You know, we don't have to all agree. I mean, you get the three of us in a room, I'm sure that we're not going to agree on everything. But then again, we don't, you know, we don't uh, try to do irascible things like they're doing uh, to try to, you know, basically retard the Constitution to get it done.
0: Well, and that's <laughs> that that is one of the big things we've talked about is the, you know, the left and even the right from time to time has a a, a pretty clear and uh, adamant disregard for the Constitution. We've talked about this on the show a lot of times. You know, there's things that are very clearly defined and not just in the impeachment, but overall throughout our Constitution. But unlike a lot of documents, you know, that that exist that we can read, et cetera, et cetera. We have first person accounts, you know, from the writers of the Constitution who wrote separately and talked about why they did these things. So there's no need to dig through all this, you know, interpretation when you can see what the actual writer had to say about it and we tend to get a little bit lost or at least the left and parts of the right do when they try to dissect it like it was written in aramaic and now they're trying to translate it through seven different languages
3: well their problem is uh they don't know how to read cursive anymore so they
0: don't know how to interpret the. Names. oh very good correct that, that that was that was good Craig.
6: well it, and yeah. you know the thing of it is too if you go back and you look at the framers they didn't all they didn't all agree all the time. Obviously, that they had very wide and varied opinions over the direction the country should go. You know, when they developed the republic, uh, there were a considerable number of them that wanted to see the Articles of Confederation continue and to maintain the bigger uh, bigger presence of state rights. Well, I think that there were some folks that realized that this democracy or, or republic that we have would not have survived uh, in the long term. It's not a perfect form of government. The Constitution is not perfect. Nothing about it is. But it has survived for over 250 years, and I, I or 240 years. I, I think that it's uh, it's the best thing going. Despite the problems we have, this is still the greatest nation on the face of the earth. We just have to clean up our own mess.
0: You know, and it's it's interesting because since we can look back and, you know, we can see different things, you know, the the greatest arguments that take place are between the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist. And, you know, if you if you actually if you actually stop and you read the Anti-Federalist papers and you listen to what they said would happen if we became an overly federalized government. Well, what you find is everything that the Anti-Federalists predicted would happen has happened. And in reality, it was the Anti-Federalists who were correct. The the Federalist idea and what the Federalist wanted, yeah, that's ultimately who won. But all of the things that the Anti-Federalists said, listen, if you go down this path, these are the things that will happen, not today, not tomorrow, but in the future, all of those things are now present and dominant in our country.
3: Well, the 16th and the 17th Amendments are the two amendments that have destroyed this country.
0: Well,
6: go back to the genesis of the whole idea of our form of government. I I mean, uh, 90% of what we have today is based on two different uh, historical uh, occurrences. One would be uh, a lot of it was modeled after, uh, you know, going back 1,000, 1,500, or 2,000 years. Uh, the Romans and the type of government they they had. A lot of it was also based on England. Okay, so they took the good and the bad and the ugly. And I think what the framers did is they looked back at the demise of the Roman Empire and realized, okay, here's where they went wrong. Let's try to avoid that. Uh, the things about England they didn't like, or they did like, you know, the House of Commons, which you could loosely, uh, you know, put as the House of Representatives. Uh, the Senate, which you could loosely put in as uh, the Roman Senate. And they took the good and the bad and the ugly of these and tried to develop something that, that would actually work and would stand the test of time. Um, what we have here in this country is a grand experiment. And thankfully, thankfully for all of us, it has survived, and it continues to survive. We're having a dark period right now, folks. You know, let's call a state of state. We've had a dark uh,
0: period for almost 100 years now
6: emerge from it we've had darker we've had darker okay we can emerge from this i'm an optimist i think that uh, at the end of the day we'll be better people and we'll be a better country from this at the end but we're having a generation right now uh, that money's not the most important thing and, and we're seeing that but what they're not realizing is the reason that the government can be so philanthropic the reason that we can have programs to help those
0: less fortunate is the fact that there are titans of industry is that we tax to death the american people and the american business
3: which comes back to the 16th amendment the federal government used to get its funding from the states the states had the power to rein them back in
0: right and that's you know lee and i've got on this before and you know i here's the thing we've talked about a lot of times on this show if you didn't tax your people to death at both people and business privately, if you did not tax them to death, the ability for the American people to make a real and dominant impact in the lives of other Americans would be much higher. There is no question about that. The ability for your nonprofit groups, your churches, et etc., et cetera, to expand out and do the kind of programs and things that we saw long ago before the United States even was, you know, I'll give credit where it's due. Back long ago, the Catholic Church went out, built schools, had orphanages, gave food, all this kind of stuff, and they were very effective at it for being a a um a fallback. Now that you tax everybody insasively, You go down this path where, here's the thing, nobody has any extra money to give to an organization to try to feed homeless people, to build houses for veterans, etc., etc., because they are taxed to death by their federal government. In reality, the phrase taxation is theft is a very dominant and true phrase.
6: Uh, I think it's interesting that you invoke the Catholic Church. Uh, you know, because of the foundations that they helped establish in this country, good, bad, or indifferent, you, you know, if you like the Catholic Church, if you don't like the Catholic Church, even to this day, there are more hospital beds in this country that are supported by the Catholic Church than any other entity. And, uh, you know, the educational forthrightness that they've provided, they've got their own problems, we've got our own problems, and, and you know, you, you basically you have to take a look at it, what needs to be fixed what needs to stay uh and we just have to get back to the business of making uh, you know our country and our our, our uh, uh government uh get it back to where it should be and i think that's why donald trump has is, is found the popularity that he has uh because if you're okay let's, country, let's get the government back where it belongs to let's repeal
3: the 16th and the 17th amendments Let's get the seventeenth Amendment gone where the states start appointing the senators and then when you have some ass like Romney up there do what he did, state says, Hey, you're coming back home, boy, that's not what we want.
6: See, I disagree with that. And the reason I do the the reason that that the reason that you have popular elections for senators is now because you have you have the availability to know what they're all about. And I, you know, I I don't think that you. But could you ever can't walk recall that them
3: backstory. readily like you can. You have to go through a whole process where before the Seventeenth Amendment, each state sent their own representatives to represent that state. With the popular think, elections yeah, I, now, all the foreign money comes in from different states to elect a senator. It's going to do what this New York wants, California wants.
6: And I think honestly, Lee, it should be an arduous process to recall a senator. Otherwise, you're going to have a circus.
3: I I, I, I don't I, agree, and neither does andrew here the whole thing is the state if that senator isn't doing what the people of that state want they should have the right to recall their senator at will not have an arduous thing it was originally set up not to be arduous it was set up to be at will if you were up there and all of a sudden they felt you were taking bribes from another state to vote for them
6: well, and I want to point out something here to the to the listening public uh, that John Shepard, Andrew Dodd, and Lee Thompson disagree on something, and we're we're we still like each other.
5: Uh,
6: I think there is a process for that, Lee, and I think it's called an election. Uh, and,
0: it's and too I much think- time. That's that's the problem, because the the problem with the American people is they do not have the memory to be able to go well three and a half years ago, blah blah blah. No, these senators. Can go and in their first and second term or first and second years in office, they will do ridiculous things against their state. Look at those representatives that were elected in Colorado who created sweeping gun bans, killed industry of the company Magpul and all kinds of places in Colorado. Those companies left. It took them two years before they could do a recall election. But by the time they did the recall election, the damage was already done. The state was screwed and those businesses refused to return back to Colorado because Colorado turned on them.
6: But see, don't you see the problem there? That okay, I understand where you're coming from. But you want to remove a senator based on a policy?
0: Absolutely.
6: And see, it, it, that would turn that would turn things into
3: a complete circus.
6: It, it, it They
0: would. Be, they would be more cautious on what they do.
3: They won't go up there and turn into bleeding heart liberals and give the world away.
6: I know, but you can't. I understand what you're saying, but the exact argument that you're making against the impeachment proceedings against the president is the exact same argument you're making for the senators.
3: No, Go we're ahead. not saying impeach the senators. Oh no. We're saying the state should have the rights to recall them at will like they did before the 17th amendment.
6: Based on You'd- what? Because you don't agree with what they're doing?
0: Yes, yeah. if the if the legislature feels that that senator is moving away from what they were put in office to do or they're supporting i Ideas, bills, et cetera, et cetera, that are contrary to the belief of the state, then the governor can absolutely recall them, just, to previous, just as was previously done in this country.
6: Yeah, and I, I think there's a very good reason why that stopped happening, guys. I, I, and I, I, I well, realistic, I think it's money. That's yeah. the reason it's not happening. Well, let's
0: just go with what what the reason why it was it was heavily done is because it made the senators autonomous and no longer accountable to the state legislature, which they claim to be the representative of, therefore the people of the state.
6: And I think that's a very good idea. How how, how much power base are you wanting to put with the governor of an individual state that he can withdraw the Senate? So now not only is the governor controlling the state government, he's basically controlling the federal government as well.
3: Well, that's how this country was originally set up to be.
6: No, what that does is it completely goes against the system of checks and balances. You're putting weight. It too gives much the federal government
3: too much power. The states okay, were originally written you, to have equal power with their senators.
6: But if that's we're not
3: having equal, that's, that's given the equal. senators power other states electing our senators, we have lost that power of being an equal state.
6: But let me throw the scenario out at you and why that amendment was put in, in the first place. Okay, Senator Smith gets elected to Senate. Governor Jones is bounced out of office and is replaced by Governor so-and-so. So you're going to give the power to somebody who could be completely juxtaposed? Here's the problem, guys. This whole thing could work completely against what you're talking about, too. What if it goes the other way? What if the senator is too conservative? You get a liberal governor in there, and he can yank the senator back? Come on, guys. No, it's a le- the That's legislature a-
3: has to vote. The governor's is one that sends the order. Right.
6: Guys. I, you're you're talking about something that would just turn the federal government
0: and the state governments into a complete circus. So you it be would
6: recalling senators every year. Well, that, the, that, so
0: that would... it would make them less effective than they already are ineffective now.
6: Well, no, what I'm saying is this: the best reflection of the liberal slash conservative intent of a state is a general election for a constitutional officer. It basically, what you're talking about doing by repealing those amendments would be exactly what is happening right now to Donald John Trump. Okay? You, you know, takes states that have large, like Missouri. You've got more people that live in Kansas City and St. Louis than the entire rest of the state combined. Okay, there would be no system of checks and balances. It, 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 there's a reason why those amendments were put in place, and there's a very good reason money Uh, no no that no come on guys seriously
0: Uh, you know it's if
6: you you elect your senator based on the popular election which is the problem
0: because you have st louis and kansas city with a side of columbia pushing the mass the mass amount if you're taking the idea and you're electing your you know you're ratifying your senator by using the missouri house then it actually divides it out much better, where you're not going off a popular vote, where places of extreme population can dictate nearly as much, having to do with a Senate race.
3: Yeah, each each representative is going to have a vote. It's kind of like an Iowa caucus. <laughs> uh,
6: I, I. And first of all, I'm, I'm just going to say this: I think Iowa's system is completely skewed. What I what I what I what I do think is that the all-or-nothing, as far as the delegates, that, that's an idea whose time has come and gone. Uh, you know, there's several states like Maine, for example, that truly reflects the will of their people. should not be an all-or-nothing. That's why you have problems with states like Missouri, where the next time you have a Democratic president is elected and everybody in Missouri is screaming because Kansas City and St. Louis elected them, Let it split out. What's really going to change? The only thing that's really going to change is the way candidates campaign. For example, in the last presidential election, did Donald Trump spend any money advertising in Missouri? No. Did Hillary Clinton spend any money advertising in Illinois? No. Why? Because they already knew it was predetermined. Okay. Well, if you split it out and say Missouri has 10 delegates and... Four, uh, six will go Republican, four will go Democrat. Then there's a fair, there, there's a fair compromise. As to truly represent the state. But what you guys are talking about, as far as giving the ability to remove a sitting senator for policy, come on. That you know what? That would screw you as much as it would help. Policies you. these
3: guys are passing. I mean. You know, I've kind of enjoyed being in this impeachment phase. Nothing's happening. They can't pass any more stupid laws against us or raise any more taxes.
6: Two of the most important pieces of legislation that our country has passed in the last 10 years have passed during the impeachment, though. The Canada-Mexico deal that blew up NAFTA is one of the best deals we've ever signed.
0: Agreed.
3: Totally agree with that. But yeah, you know, pop- technically, that's a trade treaty, which you know I don't understand why the House even had to get in the middle of it. That should have been the Senate and the President.
6: Well, okay. Well, we can we can argue out those the, those things later. But the other thing was the the pop, the the negotiation basis with China has been worked masterfully by the President, and even Democrats will admit
0: that it worked definitely. And we'll yeah. we'll. Definitely side with that one. This is the first time that the U.S. has ever entered a trade agreement in recent history from a position of power. And, you know, you know, entering a trade agreement where it actually benefits the United States, not trying to pick up some third world crap whole country and make them feel better because we're overpaying. This is a real trade deal. This is the kind of trade deal that Trump Masterfully did in his businesses from business to business he's carried that over, and he's done it from nation to nation and It is highly effective we We certainly all three agree to that one no question
6: and and here's what I really like about what Trump has done while this whole becockcted affair has been going on. He has continued to run the business of the country he is you know if you look at what Nixon did and what Clinton did, they let it dominate them well now. Trump can really do his victory lap. Now, he's just going to give the State of the Union Monday, or is it Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. I, I don't remember. But anyway, so this could be the biggest three days of his presidency. Not only does he get to, to stand up at the dais and deliver the message to the House and Senate and, the, and all, three forms, uh, all three branches of government about the good things that are going on in the country, the very next day he's acquitted from this sham impeachment. Okay. Yeah, and and he's
3: going to have almost all the voters. This man's going to carry 49 of the 50 states. Well, I'll give you 48.
0: 48. Uh, I mean, you still got New York and California and Illinois. I think he's going to get New York. No, get out of here, Lee.
3: California is the only one that's up in the air for me.
6: Look, if if it's Birdie, if Birdie will win California, I think New York is a maybe would probably lean towards Birdie. And I think Illinois would be about 50-50. There's enough commerce that goes on in Illinois, even the, even Democrats that are titans of industry are not going to vote for Bernie Sanders. There's no way. They would be committing suicide by doing so.
3: I, I know, don't think. The I, Democrats I think the are going to commit suicide regardless of who they put in there unless they put Biden. He's well, the only our neighbor, one, and they, Biden won't win, but he's the only one that's going to keep them from looking like total idiots. Well,
6: look, no, Biden is Mr. Magoo. Okay, he would basically, if you had Biden, Biden would be the least bad case scenario if he got elected because he would get absolutely nothing done. He would be basically a lame duck president, and he's already said that if he wins, he may he he definitely won't run for a second term, and he may not finish out his first. How can you vote for something like that? It's well, like how a can baseball. you vote for any it's other like Democrat?
3: It's going to be put up and run for it.
6: Well, okay do that to itself, but that's almost like a baseball player who plans on striking out before he goes up to the plate.
3: Well, you know, there were some that pretty well did plan on that, you know. <laughs> okay, well,
6: uh, all I'm saying is, is, is we're headed to a brokered Democratic convention. I think at the end of the day, you're you're going to see Hillary Clinton's name get tossed around. And, you know, she's, she's throwing hint, uh, subtle hints, uh, but, you know, who knows? Uh, but you know, at the same time, I just don't see any path. I don't see a path for a Democrat to win in twenty twenty. Hey, I know you guys got to take the break. Good lord,
0: we definitely do. We yeah, appreciate the yeah, two of them. Already. Yeah, it's okay. We we appreciate the call in. It was very fun. If you are listening to us, this is our newsroom guy. This is John. He's calling in, giving us some updates from the newsroom. This is not politically correct radio. Remember to follow us on Facebook, not politically correct radio. Then you can stream this show and you can hear our other shows, the bonus hour and everything else we do. We will be back right after these messages.
4: 1053 AM 1280 KYRO Sports, powered by the O'Fallon Hoots. Hoots baseball at Car Shield Field in O'Fallon. It's the most fun you'll have all summer. Scheduling and ticket information online at O'FallonHoots.com. Mr. Net Sports, good morning. I'm Tim Fisher.
2: We'll start with football. We're after two weeks of talking and hype. We're almost there one day away from the Super Bowl as the Kansas City Chiefs will take on the San Francisco 49ers in Miami. For Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, this team's got the right mentality for a big game.
3: The best thing about this team is that we have fun uh, no matter what the stage is, no matter where we're playing, and uh, I think having that that mentality
2: is let, let us play loose, let us go out there and just be who we are, and uh, I'm just going to treat it like any other game week and uh, get there and try to just go out there and have fun. For safety Tyron Matthew, he knows what it'll take to stop 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. He likes to get the ball out quick,
0: which kind of goes into, you know, the kind of guys that they have on their side of the ball. So uh, he does have, you know, a hard time throwing, you know, in tight coverage. Uh, most quarterbacks do. So I think ultimately that'll be the goal for us to uh, to disrupt these guys at the line of scrimmage, play tight coverage, um, uh, and then try to make a play on the
2: ball. The Chiefs and the 49ers, Super Bowl 54 in Miami tomorrow, 5.30, the kickoff. College basketball on the schedule today. The Missouri Tigers go on the road to South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks. Mizzou earlier this week snapped a four-game losing skid with a wild come-from-behind victory over Georgia. South Carolina comes in, winners of two straight, tip-off set for 2.30 this afternoon. Also on the schedule today, the Missouri State Bears look to snap a two game losing skin, playing host to Indiana State Missouri Valley Conference action. The St. Louis Bill Kenton Atlantic 10 play ticket two game winning streak on the road to St. Joe's. Southeast Missouri State on the road at Eastern Kentucky, while the Kangaroos of Kansas City travel to Chicago State. And on to hockey, where tonight the St. Louis Blues are in Winnipeg to skate against the Jets. Hi, Tim Fisher, Missouri Nut Sports.
5: C. Wiggins, a teacher in Gilmore City Bradgate School District in Iowa. Last year, our school received a science, technology, engineering, and math grant from America's Farmers Grow Rural Education, sponsored by Bear Fund. We used the fund to transform an old locker room into a monarch butterfly incubator. This project has inspired our students by providing them with enhanced STEM resources that will set them up for a successful future. Now, through April 1st, farmers can nominate local public school districts to apply for $15,000 grants to improve STEM education. I would encourage every eligible farmer to participate because you're strengthening our rural schools. And teachers, reach out to your local farmers, letting them know that in less than five minutes, they can nominate your school district by visiting americasfarmers.com. That's americasfarmers.com.
4: Hoots Baseball at Carshield Field in O'Fallon is the most fun you'll have all summer. The home opening weekend features Star Wars Night on Saturday, May 30th. All you can eat and drink in the patio for under $40. Check out the different ticket packages the O'Fallon Hoots has available for the 2020 season at O'FallonHoots.com. Like the five-game all-you-can-eat plans, all-you-can-eat hamburgers, hot dogs, and chicken sandwiches with unlimited fountain soft drinks for $75. Seats are limited and sections have already sold out. Visit O'FallonHoots.com for more information. The O'Fallon Hoots at Car Shield Field is perfect for groups of birthday parties with group breaks, suite rentals, and the party patio. Find out more at O'FallonHoots.com. That's O'FallonHoots.com. Maceo's Pizza in Moscow Mills. Maceo's Pizza has special game day
0: specials this weekend. Wings, traditional or boneless, 100 for 80 bucks, 60 for $50, or 30 for 25. They've also got toasted raviolis, 32 for 25, 80 for just $60. Two 14 inch pizzas, Thin crust, up to five toppings, or specialty pizza. Two for $26. That's why we have a large pasta and any bread starter for just 15 bucks. These are the game day specials for this amazing game day weekend. It's Maceo's Pizza in Moscow Mills. Give them a call right now at 636-366-5555. That's 636-366-5555. Maceo's Pizza in Moscow Mills. Your game day stop. Remember, dine in, carry out, or delivery it's Maceo's Pizza at Moscow Mills 636-366-5555 you're home
1: for Super Bowl 54 105.3 FM AM 1280 KYRO
6: tomorrow the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs meet in Super Bowl 54 hi this is Kurt Warner join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from Miami for all the action Patrick Mahomes is trying to bring home Kansas City's first title in 50 years while Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners are looking for Lombardi Trophy number six. If it's Super Bowl 54, it's right here. You're home
1: for Super Bowl 54. 105.3 FM, AM 1280, KYRO. Welcome. Welcome home. News, sports, and weather. FM 105.3, AM 1280, KYRO.
4: Must come down. A trip to the grocery store or a tank of gas. That's the family farm that's been in the family. Years being sold. They're, they're concerned about the violence and the death. Feels like I have you know less money to spend. Another, another deadly day in Iraq is 11 U.S. soldiers. free country. I'm just one of many. Can't get no respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Politically mm-hmm.
0: That is right. This is politically not correct. Get ready what to have your mind fried tomorrow? by Lee Thompson and Andrew Dodd. Yeah, this is politically not correct. <laughs> This is Not Politically Correct Radio. We are going to have a pretty fun bonus segment today. We would like you to go find our Facebook page. It is Not Politically Correct Radio on Facebook. We'd like to welcome some of our new listeners. I met some guys this week that liked the page over in Illinois, so they are now listening to us a little bit. They're they're seeking freedom for their state. You can find us. Find us on Facebook. Watch our news and our Different posts we make, but you can also get on there, and we are linked to Spotify and Google Music and Apple and everything else. And you can listen to the bonus hour of our show. You can listen to this hour now, but you can also listen to the hours to come. <laughs>
1: music ever made. The all-new FM 105.3 AM 1280. TYRO Troy. 24-7, 24 365. The all-new FM 105.3 AM 1280 KYRO.